Welcome to the Spring Break Edition of the USA Christian Challenge Podcast. Right here, you're going to hear all of the roundtable discussions that are important for you and your ministry. You can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at USC Challenge. But for now, let's listen and hear what Enoch has to say about planning and running events. Let's see, who do we have here? Oh, got awesome. Good gang, good gang. How's everybody doing? Never been better. Awesome. Yeah, we miss you guys over here. It's so nice to see everybody in, in, in person again. It can't believe it's been a year since we last did that. So, so hopefully we'll get to see each other face-to-face soon as well. Cool. All right, so I believe that you guys have access to the uh, to the um, roundtable material online, right? There's a there should be a folder. That's coming right now. I should just hand you guys just the whole folder here. I'm just gonna do this once. <laughs> nice, David. It's like faster. Well, actually, multiple people did that. So. I'm just going to give you guys the whole folder. Um, you guys will be able to take it from there. Perfect. Here we go. There you go. So that'll be the folder. Inside there, what's the title of your talk? You see, Enoch. Hosting Outreach Events. There it is. I see it. By the way, in case you got, oh, I guess the baby is having a diaper change. Gonna show you the baby, but she's having a diaper change. So maybe not right now. So, all right, so let's get started. Um, we have a 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, guys, so glad to see you. I'm gonna be talking about hosting outreach events. Um, and when I do like these uh, round table uh, workshop, I'd like to start with the why first, um, because I believe unless we understand the why, what we do doesn't make sense, right? You know, like, and, and we won't, we won't, we won't enjoy doing it. So let's dive into the why. So why, why do we want to host uh, outreach events? Outreach events is actually an incredibly important part of ministry because these events create opportunities for Christ followers and NYC or not yet Christians to relate to one another. As Jesus said in Matthew four nineteen, come follow me. And what do you say? And I will send you out to fish for people. There's a couple of key points here. One is, of course, come and follow Jesus, right? And then what he says is like, I will send you out to fish for people. Jesus, Jesus didn't just say like, oh, come follow me. And then you can just like chill and like, you know, like if you want to fish, like cast out a net and wait for fish to come. He's like, no, I'm going to send you out to go fish for people. Hosting an outreach event is a great way to go out and fish for people, to gather people who might be interested in getting to know God more and to connect them with Christ followers who might have similar interests or life experiences. I firmly believe that God has uniquely made each of you in ways to glorify him and draw people to him. Let me repeat that. I firmly believe that God has made you guys uniquely in in ways that can glorify him and draw people to him. An example would be Jack. 
you know, Jack has a background in graphics design. He's a very artsy guy, right? He can relate to people who enjoy graphics design and art in ways that I cannot, you know? They'll be able to talk about, you know, these different softwares, how do you make something that look nice? It's like, for me, it's like, uh, you draw a circle and that's beautiful, maybe, right? You know, like, that's the end of conversation for me, you know? Or Edward, where, you know, like, he knows how to speak Cantonese, right? You know, he enjoys, like, Cantonese food. And he can relate to people who might be from Hong Kong or have that Cantonese background in ways that, for example, Jack cannot or Chandler cannot, right? So, you know, like, just know that God has made us uniquely in ways that we can connect with people. Others might not be able to do that. And an outreach event allows that cross-pollination to happen. So let's dive into some of the examples of outreach events. Uh, they come in really many different flavors. Um, here's just some of my kind of personal uh, favorite. Um, bless you, Kelly. Um, so meals, um, that's one of my um, you know, favorite ones. So in terms of meals, you know, it's probably one of the most like straightforward ways to do an outreach events. You know, last time I checked, everybody needs to eat. Like everybody, including Jesus himself. I mean, the very fact that, you know, Jesus, son of God can do anything. But in the scripture, it says Jesus was actually hungry and he actually needs to eat as well. You know, like it's, it's you know, like it's, it's actually one of Jesus' favorite values to relate to not yet Christians. It's at meals. An example would be Mark 2, 15 through 17 where Jesus called on the tax collector, Levi. And what did he do after that? He went to his place and had dinner with other tax collectors and sinners as well, to a point where the Pharisees are like, how dare you do that, right? Um, or Luke 7, 36 through 50, where, um, you know, the sinful woman come before Jesus, kneel before him and wash and anoint Jesus with this precious perfume, right? Amazing things happen at mealtime throughout scripture for a reason. Um, you know, and, and uh, the thing about a meal is that it doesn't take a whole lot of planning, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't take planning. Imagine if, you know, you have this dinner party and then like a whole bunch of people just show up with a can of pinto beans. It's not going to be a very, very pleasant dinner. So, you know, it does require some planning. But on the other hand, there's something also relaxing about eating and talking. I was just like talking to Romano earlier about basically like when I went to Italy, like people there loves eating and talking. I've never had a longer meal time than when I was in Italy where they just sat there for two hours, three hours straight eating and talking. So there's just something relaxing about it. You know, a potluck style actually works great because it alleviates a lot of the pressure uh, on the host part to cook everything, um, especially for guys. You know, for guys, our meal... Typically, it's either what's in the fridge, mix it together and make it happen, or instant ramen, right? You know, when we have to host, like, you know, like a bunch of people, that's going to be a lot of work. So, potluck styles are great in terms of alleviating some of that pressure. But there's also the side benefit that, you know, people who sign up to bring something, they're less likely to bail last minute because they know that if they just bail, people will be, like, sitting around, like, doo -doo 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 -doo, what are we going to eat, you know? So, and to make the event more purposeful, you can also plan to have someone share their testimony during or after the meal. Just be sure to let the guests know beforehand uh, when you're inviting them so that they're not caught by surprise. You know, want to be open and transparent about that. Um, some of you might have heard this as called Andrew Dinner. Um, this is actually one of my favorite ways to do an outreach events. When I was a student uh, at USC, I was also a TA for architecture school uh, for three years. 
And basically for all that three years, what I would do is like on my birthday, I would invite um, the class that I taught uh, from the year before to come to Bonsalo House where I used to live. Um, and then I'll basically host a potluck dinner and I'll share my testimony with them. And in my invite, I'll just tell them, hey, like, I love you guys. You guys have been great. You know, like God has done a lot of things in my life and I would like to share with that um, to you over dinner as well. And they all show up and then I got to have a great meal and share my testimony with them. And, and God has used that for me to share with over like 45 of them. And I'm really grateful for that opportunity. So um, the next thing is uh, outdoor fun. So uh, especially if you're in LA area, if not, hopefully you'll be back soon or, you know, hopefully you also have great weather where you're at. But LA, Southern California has like a unique offering of fantastic outdoor weather. So take advantage of it. Um, there's so many things that you can do, you know, outdoors for outreach events, especially during COVID. Um, from hosting a park day where folks can, you know, have a picnic and throw some frisbee around, to hang out at the beach, to hitting up some of the hiking trails. Um, these are just some of the many ways where people can hang out, get to know each other, and have some fun. Now, a key reminder, a key reminder is to make sure that the outdoor fun event also allows for conversations to happen because a key component of an outreach event is for people to relate to one another. Once again, I'll repeat that. A key component for an outreach event is for people to relate to one another. So an example would be skydiving might not be the best idea for an outreach event unless you count screaming together from a plane as a conversation or else think of way things that people can actually have a conversation. Um, or you also want to consider whether the fun event is too niche. So in, a, in our example, it's like, hey, let's hang out and study elfish from the Law of the Rings. Well, you know, like you might be very interested in that, but does that cater to, you know, most people? Probably not. So think through those things. Remember, the goal of an outreach event is to reach out. The goal of an outreach event is to reach out. So, and then lastly, game events. So last time I checked, people enjoy having fun. People enjoy having fun. You know, whether it's a poker tournament, which I've done in the past at the Monsalo house, which was so much fun. I actually don't even know how to play poker, but people keep saying, hey, Enoch, you have a poker face. So I, 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 I take that as a compliment. But, you know, board game night um, or video games, there are just some of the many ways that people can, or actually somebody just suggested, or do a baking night, you know, as well. So these are just some of the many ways that people can come together and have a great time and get to know other Christ followers other than yourself. Remember, witnessing doesn't just happen when you share the gospel with somebody. Now that's very important, but it also happens when you decide to play a game with integrity. You know, when you decide to teach someone a new game with great patience, or when you choose to serve others throughout the event, buy up the opportunities to witness through your actions as well. I can tell you, there's nothing that speaks more volume about grace and kindness than when you decided to sit, you know, to help an international student whose first language is not English to understand the rules of this game so that that student, that international student can enjoy the night as well. Nothing speaks louder volume about kindness and grace than serving that person. So I encourage you to use these like outreach events as ways to show grace and kindness as well. So uh, important note, uh, NYCs are not your Christian should outnumber Christ followers. 
So as a rule of thumb, once again, this is really just a rule of thumb. It's not a law. It's, it's not any kind of rule, really. It's just a preference. But like the number of not yet Christians coming to an outreach event should be at least double the number of non-believers there, at least outnumber them. Um, this is to avoid not yet Christians feeling that they're outnumbered by Christ followers. We want to do our best to create a warm and welcoming environment for our guests where they don't feel pressure to act a certain way. So how about the, um, you know, planning uh, outreach events? I have a favorite framework. It's called POLE. Some of you might have heard it before. It stands for plan, organize, lead, and evaluate. So P for planning. Events don't just happen, right? It's not like you can just like throw a rock and it's like, events happen by yourself. It's like, no, it doesn't, it's not like a genie bottle. You can just rub it and it will happen. It takes effort and careful planning to make sure the event itself is well organized. And our guests, here's the key. Our guests are not distracted by various issues due to poor planning. As Neil liked to say, you know, I, I don't think Springbrook is complete without quoting Neil. So proper prior planning prevents poor performance. Say that five times faster. PPP, PPP. Proper prior planning prevents poor performance. We want to do our best to serve our guests because they are entrusting their time to us by coming to our events. Time is a precious commodity that you can't buy time. You can't buy time. And people are entrusting that valuable commodity to us. So we want to be good stewards about that. Think through scenarios of what you might need to make the events happen. If you're hosting a meal, think through how much food is needed. Guys, if you have an event where you know 10 guys are coming, a bowl of rice and two pack of instant ramen is not gonna be enough. So think ahead, time for enough food. Um, you know, think through whether their utensils are available. Uh, an example would be one time we we're playing this event, great, people brought food and we have like nice food and everything, but we completely forgot about serving utensils. So in the end, it was a very painful process to try to dish everybody's food. Um, you know, think through time and location, you know, is, is, is there enough space to host people? Is this time work for everybody? Things like that. O for organize. So once you have a plan, you will want to distribute responsibilities. In my experience, it is much more fun to host an outreach event with a partner or more. This is also a great opportunity for you and your partner to grow as a team. When it comes to organizing, make sure that each task has a name on it. Here's what I learned. If it's everybody's, uh, if it's everybody's responsibility, it's nobody's responsibility. Last time I checked, when you say, hey, everybody, go do this. Most of the time, it's like nobody ended up doing it. So make sure there's a name on every responsibility. Um, leverage platforms like Google Docs and Sheets so that everyone can easily access the planning documents. Um, when I do planning with my live group guys, we always have a Google Doc or Google Sheet open and then we have every task listed and there's always a name, a specific name next to each task knowing that somebody is taking care of that task. All right, so L for lead. You and your partners have done all the planning and organizing and guess what? By God's grace, people are showing up. Now is the time to lead. It's not good enough if you just lead, organize, and then when the events come, you just sit back and relax. No, as leaders, you want to set the pace in welcoming people, introducing yourself, getting context and connecting them to other Christ followers in the room as well. You as the host have the largest impact on the tone of the event. 
take the lead in being hospitable and intentional. Once again, you as the host has the largest impact on the tone of the event. Imagine if you show up to an event where the host just kind of sit back and don't really engage. What would people do? People won't engage either. They'll just like hang out in their little corners and not talk to other people. But you as the host, if you're, you know, like driving the energy, right? Introducing to people, greeting people, serving people, that's going to help warm people up and connect with one another. You know, especially guys, like take the lead. You guys are leaders. So, and lastly, E for evaluate. So the event has ended and you're excited that people showed up and everything, uh, everybody seems to have a great time. But wait, the work is not done yet. Take a few moments to evaluate the event with your partners. Ask yourself questions like, what went well? What is something we should keep doing? What didn't go so well? What is something we should adjust next time? Did the event serve its purpose? Did people respond well to the testimony? Were people able to relate to one another? Ask yourself these questions can provide incredibly insight as to how we can continue to grow as leaders. One of the key components of a good leader is to be able to self-evaluate and improve upon that. So definitely learn to grow in that aspect as well. So with that, we have five minutes left and I would like to give you guys some time to basically uh, do some brainstorming. I got two brainstorming questions here. One is, what is an outreach event you can host before the end of this semester? And then the second question is, what needs to happen to make that event a reality? So what I wanted to give you guys, it's uh, a minute uh, to, to basically um, do some brainstorming. And then after that, I'm gonna invite you guys to share. So let's take some time to do some brainstorming. All right, feel free to jump in once you're ready. Love to hear you guys' voice. Uh, for me, I, I've been playing uh, basketball pretty consistently with a small group of guys. So maybe expanding that, inviting um, uh, more non-believers or, or other people who might be interested in that and turning it into more of, instead of just like a 30-minute like a thing, into maybe more of an event with food and things like that would be a pretty fruitful thing. That's a fantastic idea, Caleb. Yeah, like, yeah, actually, like, there are guys I heard, like, earlier that's just saying like yeah it would be so fun to do like a basketball tournament you know like to you know like play basketball together so yeah definitely that would be something that i know guys would be really enjoy doing as well how about others 
Um, I've thought about doing like a Rocket League tournament online with some of the guys, but we'd have to know or, or kind of like feel out like how many um, not yet Christian friends we have that may be interested in that. Because uh, I think the numbers probably favor more of my Christian friends than I know that play. So tell me more about, you say it's a Rocket League? Yes, it's, um, it's like soccer with cars. Um, I play on Xbox, but it does like cross-platform. Uh, so yeah. like PlayStation or even PC. And I think it's free. So there is that. Although the learning curve is a little steep. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. In a similar uh, fashion, um, I play a lot of uh, Valorant with some guys. Um, the, the thing, though, is that it's only it's usually like only up to five people. So I guess it's like sometimes I have to like plan like, OK, um, I would have to guess, I guess, plan kind of like you were talking about almost when it was like um, like two thirds uh, the um, NYCs and then like one third um, being like, you know, Christians, I guess. So I could be like um, and I, usually I do have like usually I just play with two guys who are, aren't believers. So I guess that kind of works. Um, yeah, and just know but, that, you know, the, the, the one to two ratio is more like a rule of thumb, right? It's the, the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. basically to make sure that our, the NYCs are not outnumbered. Mm -hmm. so, and yeah. I, I'm glad you brought up like the, the kind of small number because another thing about outreach events is like, don't think about it as just events with huge amount of people. You know, that's great, but there's also time and place for smaller events as well. So just know that there's not like a set number of like, oh, like events should be at least like 30, 50 people. No, it's like, you gotta basically do what works for you. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome ideas. What, what about others? How about, how about the ladies? Oh, sorry, Ever, go first. And then- and Oh yeah. Go ahead. Uh, sometimes I hold like a watch party. We just get together online and watch like a show or a movie. And then afterwards we just discuss it. That's a good one. We have time for one more. Um, okay. This is yeah. like so basic. I feel like everyone is so creative, but um, I think sometimes like outreach events can be about meeting a need. So maybe doing something like, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Pomodoro, which is where you do like 25 minutes of like work or like whether that's school or otherwise, and five minutes of resting and then like, you know, still connecting during that time of rest. But also meeting a practical need but that's a fantastic idea and, and to add to that it can also be a way to serve other people's need as well right uh, one of the events uh, outreach events we've done previously as like we was like we'll invite guys to join us to go to food bank to serve right and that's a way to serve others practical needs but also as an outreach events in itself to kind of draw people and, and spend time together so that I, uh, that's, a, that's a great idea, Chelsea, in terms of serving needs. Awesome. Cool, any questions? 
nice nice Chandler great and once again like from what I heard also a lot of times it's like it seems like you know like when you host an outreach event you know you don't you know have to reinvent you know things right a lot of times it already goes with what you're interested in already right because if that's something you're interested in you're most more likely to do it as well so you know also think into what is something that I enjoy doing what are some of my hobbies that I can you know, like have invite, you know, guys or girls over, do it together. Thanks for listening to the Spring Break edition of the USC Christian Challenge podcast. You can subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you like what you heard, leave us a rating and review on iTunes because it helps us reach others with these resources. Once again, you can learn more about us at uscchristianchallenge.com or find us on social media at USC Challenge.